What is going on, ball boys and ball girls? Monday, December 14th. Today, creator here, Jay, happy to be with you today. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I really, really appreciate that. On today's episode of the podcast, we're going to get into some news and notes. We're going to talk about the Cincinnati Reds, the Toronto Blue Jays, and the Cleveland baseball team. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get into it. All right. So we're going to start where I always like to start. I always like to start with league news, kind of as go on what's happening around the league. Um, this last week we did have the winter meeting, so we will recap quite about bit about the winter meetings themselves. Uh, so one of the sadder things that happened this week was the great Dick Allen passed away on the 7th. Allen just had his famous number 15. He retired by the Phillies three months ago. Um, recap Allen's career, seven-time All-Star, 1972 AL MVP, 1964 Rookie of the Year, two-time American League Home Run Leader, 1972 American League RBI Leader, and the seventh best in all time, OPS Plus 156. Uh, if you're all familiar with the stat, OPS Plus, OPS Plus is your standard OPS uh, Plus. So it measured at 2100. Anything above 100 is better than your average player. Below is worse than your average player. Just to put that into context. So really sad passing. Condolences um, to his family and those who knew him. His, his widow, Willa, and his family and friends. Um, the winter meetings are a little bit slow, uh, but that's okay. It's it's a weird winter for the MLB. Um, we, we don't know what 2021 is going to look like for the MLB. We don't know what, uh, what rule changes they will retain, as in like the universal DH. They sent a memo prior to the winter meeting saying prepare as usual for the NL to not have the universal DH, which I hate. I think the universal DH was incredible for baseball in 2020. It made games more competitive, more offensive, and I ultimately think it helped the pace of play, especially with the rule of three batter minimum or end of inning rules for pitchers. So I, I really hope the universal DH, but you know, seven inning double headers. We'll see. I doubt those stick around. I love the runner on second base and extra innings. It really upped the stakes, and I really, really like that um, to stay, or at least the form of that to stay. Um, pitch clock will also be in discussion for 2021 rule changes. And there, I'm sure there will be a lot more, but the MLBPA now does have a full um, panel of players. Um, representation. So it's going to be really important for them to lock something in early for 2020 to help labor negotiations end of 2021, um, because that's when the current CBA is expected to expire. Uh, so we we will see um, what happens. We do know that the PA did reject an offer from the MLB for the universal DH in 2021 in exchange for another postseason expansion. 
Um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll really see what what we're looking at. I mean, it was a crazy year due to COVID and payroll constraints now, and so much more, so much more. You can find this whole thing um, about rule changes, what the MLB might look like come 2021. What I do know so far is over on the website um, on the 12.9 news, uh, the 12.9 around the horn. Uh, if you missed it, the Texas Rangers hired Chris Young as their next general manager. This move was really surprising because just not a lot of people saw it coming. Um, he had just pulled out of the Mets job, and then I guess the Rangers came coming saying, you don't want to move out of Texas? We got you, and hired Chris Young. So I, I'm really excited to see what Chris Young does in this role for him. He's a great mind. He's an Ivy League graduate. He's a former player, tons of experience. He was the VP of on-field operations, initiatives, and strategy. And so we'll we'll see what happens. I, I'm really excited for what Chris Young can do with this franchise going into the future. Um, the Twins permitted the, the Phillies to interview GM Thad Levine for their president of baseball operations role. However, as we know now, that the Phillies hired um, Dave Dombrowski. But we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, the, the Mets also filled their role as well uh, for their GM. So if we know Dombrowski was hired. I really, really like the signing for the Phillies. Dombrowski isn't one that's going to come in and be like, let's rebuild, tear it all down, let's do it. Um, no, he's coming in. He's going to retool this team. They're, they're going to be competitive. I mean, he has four World Series appearances, two World Series ring, and high expectations. Basically what he's coming in to do. Um, he's not coming in to strip it down. He's coming in to win and win now. And now he's tasked with finding the next GM of the Phillies, re-signing JT Real Muto, hopefully, and getting a competitive team on the field around superstar Bryce Harper um, while he's in his prime and not to be the Angels and waste years of Mike Trout's prime. Um, but I believe the best years are still to come for Harper and the Phillies with Dombrowski as the head of baseball operations now. It will be rather interesting. So next up here, um, this, this was just kind of funny. Um, the Yankees GM Brian Cashman praised manager Aaron Boone as the two were repelling down a 22-story building together. Um, Brian Cashman said, I've had three managers. 10 years each with Joe Torre, Joe Girardi, and he hopes to have 10 more with Aaron Boone. So could the Yankees pull a Las Vegas Raiders and give their manager slash head coach a 10-year deal? We'll see. A little crazy. Um, but as I said earlier, the MLBPA now sits with their, their full board of players or their executive committee. Um, Francisco Lindor, Marcus Semien, Zach Britton, Garrett Cole, Jason Castro, join Andrew Miller, Max Scherzer, and James Paxton as the executive committee for the MLBPA. And also the MLB, all 30 teams are suing their insurance providers, citing billions of dollars in losses during the 2020 season, played almost entirely without fans due to the coronavirus pandemic. So we'll see if they actually get paid out, kind of where those lawsuits end up being settled. Uh, the Marlins are adding Keith Johnson as their first baseman outfield coach, while Lee Tressel is being promoted to strength and conditioning coach. 
Uh, Johnson managed a AAA affiliate between 2018 and 19. Uh, we saw some more awards be handed out, some more hardware, some well-deserved hardware. Um, Anna Wainwright took home the 2020 Roberto Clemente Award. Uh, that, uh, that not only recognizes an outstanding out athlete, but an exceptional man and person in the community. Wainwright called winning the Roberto Clemente Award the highest honor of my career. And this is coming from a guy who won a World Series and pitched the last out of a World Series. Um, so great. Congratulations to Wainwright. Um, Hank Aaron was or the Hank Aaron Award winners. Um, who else? You could probably guess. I'll give you a second. Think of the MVPs. Yeah, both of them won it. Jose Abreu, Freddie Freeman. No surprise there. Great, amazing season from both the MVPs. Well-deserved. And then, as we know, a lot of teams are cutting payrolls. But as we already know for sure, the Reds, the Cubs um, are cutting while the Cardinals and Brewers are managing. And, well, the Pirates are rebuilding. So that's kind of how the NL Central, Central looks. Every division looks a little bit different. The West looks a little bit different. The East looks a little bit different. Those central divisions are notoriously smaller market teams, so no shock there to see them being cut back a little bit. Um, one piece of news, I uh, it makes me sick to talk about this, that this was even a thing in the MLB, but MLB umpire Brian O'Nora was among 14 arrested in an Ohio human trafficking sting. Yeah, it's pretty pretty hard to swallow. I don't love talking about it, um, but I want to bring awareness to it just so that we're we're aware. It's it's always good. That's what the news is for. Um, that's what I'm here for. The 57 year old worked the 2012 World Series between the Giants and Tigers. He also covered three All Star games. Onora was one of 14 alleged Johns. Sorry, I got cut off by a door opening there that I wasn't expecting. Um, the joys. Uh, so let's see here. Um, where was I? Oh, we were talking about Onora. Yeah, he was arrested. One of the 14 legend Johns who was arrested in a sexting operation. Um, and then also another kind of sad news. Um, condolences to the family of Dodger scout Jairo Castillo who died on the 6th due to complications from COVID-19 at the age of 31. Uh, so a little sad um, to go there. Um, so, and as we know, part of the winter meetings was talking about the restructuring of the MILB um, or the minor leagues. The Chicago White Sox are the only team to remain consistent in who their affiliates are. Um, every other team only has four affiliates now. Over 40-plus MILB teams were cut. Um, each team will carry a, an A, a double A, triple A, in their major league team as their affiliates. Um, so, yeah, really, really interesting. All right. So, yeah, 40 teams cut. Um, you can see the full list of who was invited back over on the news from 1211. Um, we've already talked about, there's been some new leagues instructed, new leagues created, independent leagues formed, so on and so forth. Um, so it's no surprise with 
the previous agreement with the miners. It's been rearranged so much, so drastically due to 2020. Um, it should make for some better minor league competition, though. However, there's going to be less. So each team has the same amount of prospects now. So we should have higher quality competition throughout A, AA, and AAA, which I'm really excited about because I like competition and I like prospects. And I don't like knowing a prospect's often rookie ball somewhere super far away. I like knowing, okay, hey, this dude's legit. He's an A. He's progressing double A, triple A. And it should make for faster faster progressions for high draft picks, international signings and whatnot um, to get them right in and get them assimilated into the culture. And then comeback of the year award players, uh, Salvador Perez and pitcher Daniel Bard. Uh, congrats to them. Both had great seasons coming off, you know, Salvador Perez coming back from Tommy John. Bard being cut, coming back, getting a shot and taking advantage of it. Um, and then the Tampa Bay Rays, it may not just be the Tampa Bay Rays. They might also be the Montreal Rays come 2028. The current lease is set to expire at the end of 2028 at Tropicana Field. Um, Chairman Stuart Sternberg said, we are getting toward 2028 and you can't just snap your fingers and have the stadium show up. It's getting trickier and trickier by the year to get something done. This year certainly th set things back, but fortunately we have a strong group of people who work for us. We've got a very motivated group of people in Montreal who want us. And I think we have a plan that makes incredible sense. At least it does to me. And we're going to try to see it through. Um, it's, it's also interesting um, that this time frame could possibly line up with Dave Dombrowski, he was leading a group for expansion to Nashville, Tennessee. However, um, the commissioner's office and the MLB told Dombrowski, your, your plan's going to be set back a couple years. Therefore, he signed that four-year four deal to become the president of baseball ops with the Phillies. Um, so... Four years from now, end of 2025, three more years left for the Tampa Bay Rays. This is my speculation, but I think if no deal, something doesn't get done, either between Montreal or Tampa Bay or wherever, that the Rays could become the Nashville Rays. Uh, so it'll be really interesting. Keep an eye on this throughout the coming years, obviously. Uh, it's nothing we need to worry about right now. All right, some more of my favorite news, um, free agent signings. So we've seen quite a few players re-signing, signing with their KBO or NPB teams. Um, Ryan Healy, former Mariner, Brewer, Oakland A, um, is signing with the Hanawa Eagles of the KBO um, in his time in the MLB he is slashed 261, 298, 450 with 69 home runs, over 1,606 plate appearances. Um, you know, nothing nothing fancy from Healy. He's been dealing with injuries last couple seasons, working back from those. Um, so best of luck to Healy. Hopefully he spends a couple years there, comes back, and he can play super well in the MLB. 
The Chicago White Sox have been prioritizing outfielders. They spoke to George Springer and then realized he wasn't an option, mostly because of the money. Um, so they decided to go with outfielder Adam Eaton, bringing him back on a one-year $7 million pact with a club option of 8.5 for 2022. Eaton was traded four years ago to the day um, of the trade, which was 12-9 uh, when, I, when, I, when I put this news on the blog. Um, 12 nine, four years ago in a trade that brought the White Sox name of, uh, Lucas Giolito, Dane Dunning, and Reynaldo Lopez. And then they currently just put, or traded Dane Dunning to acquire Lance Lynn from the Texas Rangers. So out of that deal for Eaton, four years later, they've gotten Eaton back, Lucas Giolito, Bunning Ace, Lance Lynn, and Reynaldo Lopez. Needless to say that the White Sox have easily won the trade for Eaton. Um, the Giants signed right-handed pitcher Matt Whistler to a one-year $1.5 million contract. The Giants um, can control Whistler through the 2022 via arbitration. So they got a couple, they basically got two years out of them. Um, so yeah, great signing there. Um, in 2020, he posted a 1.07 ERA, 335 FIP, with 35 strikeouts, a 13.9 swing and strike rate, over 25.1 innings pitched. Um, however, he does get in a lot of trouble by walking batters, five walks per nine, uh, and he stranded 99% of base runners he allowed. So hopefully getting some of those base runners down will be key. And then the worst signing from the winter meetings, in my opinion, the worst um Carlos Santana and the Royals signed him to a two-year, $17 million deal. Um, the 35-year-old's best season was in 2019 when he was an all-star um, with the Indians or the Cleveland uh, baseball team. The 35-year-old has had the most success against the Royals out of anyone in his career. Um as he's hit 31 home runs and 93 RBIs against them. Now he's playing for them. Um, in 2020, he had one of the worst statistical years of his career, slashing 199, 349, and 350. So, yeah, his batting average wasn't great, but if you look solely at his OBP still, he still got on base 34%, almost 35% of the time. Um, so he was about average and getting on base, despite not hitting for average. Um, so yeah, like, like I said, back in 2019, he was an all-star, uh, 281, 397, 515 with 34 home runs for Cleveland that season. Um, the Padres signed outfielder Brian O'Grady to a major league deal, um, uh, from 2018 and 19 at the minor AAA level. He slashed 286, 360, 553 with 36 home runs over 649 plate appearances. He does only own 53 plate appearances at the MLB level, slashing 213, 302, 447 with two home runs. Um, the outfield is pretty crowded in San Diego with Trent Grisham, Tommy Pham, Will Myers, Greg Allen, Jorge Mateo, Jorge Mateo, and Jorge Ona. So it'll be really interesting to see where O'Grady fits in um, and if he makes the roster and can stick around. And then catcher Chadwick Tromp. After he was non-tendered, he re-signed um, with the Giants. 
So knock on wood for Trump. Um, the 25-year-old has played in 19 games for the Giants in 2020. He slashed a dismal 213, 219, 426, and 64 plate appearances. Um, defensively, he threw out uh, one-third of runner stealing, so two out of six. And he's finished in the 67th percentile as a pitch framer. Um, Trump will look to provide quality depth behind both Buster Posey and Joey Bart. Um so yeah, uh, he was actually re-signed, first reported as a minor's deal, but came out that it was an MLB deal. Next, the Seattle Mariners, my beloved Mariners, signed right-handed pitcher Chris Flexen to a two-year, $4.75 million, million contract with a third-year vesting option if he hits performance goals, like innings pitch and whatnot. Um, the 26-year-old last played with the Mets from the 2017 to 2019 seasons. And he pitched to a uh, awful 8.07 ERA, 6.92 FIP, over 68 innings pitch. He then spent all of 2020 in the KBO, pitching to a 3.01274 FIP uh, with a 10.2 K per nine, 2.3 walk per nine, over 116.2 innings pitched. Um, it's also worth noting that Flexen can't be released or sent down to AAA or the minors in general without prior consent so we'll see what happens here um he'll factor into the competition for the fourth fifth starter or long relief roles with justin dunn nick margavikas lj newsome robert duggar um if not if he doesn't make it to the rotation he should easily be able to fit into the bullpen with the mariners so now we get into the rumors there's always so many rumors there are so many rumors from the winter meetings uh, that I'll, I'm going to try to get through this real quick so we can t- have time to talk about um, some yearly reviews. So um, a couple of major names posted internationally. Um, infielder Haseon Kim, um, starting pitcher Tomoyuki Sagano have both been officially posted. Kim was officially posted on the 7th. Sagano was posted on the 8th. Um, the Blue Jays are a strong play for Kim. Um, as Kim and ace Hunjin Ryu had dinner together. It was mostly for Kim. He reached out to Ryu. Um, Ryu's a vet player who's made the transition from the KBO and had major success. Um, it's mostly looked like a meeting to say, hey, I, I need a mentor. Will you mentor me kind of thing? Um, Mel Rojas Jr. was drawing interest. He was MVP of the KBO in the 2020, but he's ultimately going to re-sign with the team. Um, the Marlins were in contact with him. Uh, free agent Marcus Semyon, his market for teams is larger than I thought. Um, teams have contacted him about being open for a position change to second base or third base with Gregorius and Andrelton Simmons still on the market and Haseon Kim. Um, it's smart of Semyon to make himself open to such at second base or third base. Um, so yeah, especially with Lindor, Story, Baez being on the trade block, Gene Segura, Carlos Correa, um, it's 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 logical for him to if he wants to get the most money to be able to be willing for a position change. And then the Twins made a one-year offer to Nelson Cruz back in October. However, we know Cruz is waiting out the market to see if the NL is going to have a DH this season, and he also wants a two-year deal. Um, so the Twins still hope to look to resign their extraordinary DH. 
Um, the White Sox, you know, ultimately didn't end up signing George Springer. Um, you know, they were more so looking at um, Adam Eaton, Jock Peterson, Michael Brantley to fill the right field void, and they ultimately went with Eaton over Peterson and Brantley as well. Um, the Cardinals and Brewers have also spoken to Jock Peterson as well. Um, the White Sox, speaking of them, a lot of White Sox I'll talk about, um, they're interested in Liam Hendricks, and they have their sights set on him. He'd be a clear upgrade and replacement over their own relief pitch reliever, re- free agent reliever. There we go. Um, Alex Kalami, Kalome, Kalome. Why can't I talk? Um, so we'll see. Um, Trevor Bauer did say he likes where the Mets are headed. Bauer agent confirms Queens could definitely be a landing spot, quote unquote. We'll see what happens. I wrote back on the 10th that I think the Mets are the biggest. Um, the 10th of November, that is, uh, when he did the whole thing with the with the lids hat, um, the Mets were at the bottom on his for on his head. Uh, so it's a speculation, but we'll see where Trevor Bauer signs. Yeah, I think it's the Mets ultimately. Um, the Twins have spoken to Corey Kluber um, as well as Jake Odorizzi. Kluber does have ties to the team's president of baseball operations as he was in Cleveland when Kluber became a star and really broke out. Um, but Odorizzi is also on the radar and Odorizzi prefers to return to the Twins. So it's really just a matter of working on a deal. I think Odorizzi will ultimately be back in Minnesota, but has drawn interest from several teams. Um, the Twins are looking to resell out their bullpen that is losing that has lost Trevor May, Sergio Romo, and Tyler Clipper to free agency. Um, those three led them to top six in walk or strikeout to walk ratios, FIP and ERA. Um, Joaquim Soria is one of those early names being floated to fill that void. Um, Kike Hernandez is also drawing interest from the Twins. Hans Herberto and the Orioles are in contact about a contract possibly. Um, with Dustin Pedroia retiring, the Red Sox are looking to fill the massive hole at second base that he leaves. Um, Jerickson Profar, Colton Wong, Tommy Lestella, Cesar Hernandez are all options. The Red Sox are still in contact with their center fielder, center fielder free agent, Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, so, you know, if they don't end up signing Boston, which I, or George Springer, which I think is a very likely thing, um, look for Bradley to most likely end up back in Boston. Uh, Trevor Williams and Jose Urena have both been linked um, linked as well to the to the twins, I believe. Um, or no, their interest they had drawn interest from several teams. My bad. Um, twins being one of them. Um, both have great track records and would be great by low high upside candidates. Um, the Rays are focusing the remaining $10 million or so of their payroll, expected payroll, um, on catching options. They declined Mike Zanino's 21 option. Michael Perez was claimed off waivers by the Phillies. Kevin Smith elected free agency. Um, they're obviously looking at several several avenues to fill this void. Um, Mike Zanino, Jason Castro, Alex Avila, Kurt Casilli, uh, as well as possibly trading for Wilson Contreras or Francisco Mejia. Um, Kyle Schwarber, is drawing interest from the Blue Jays, the Angels, and Yankees have all shown significant interest in the slugger. So, which means they've all spoken in preliminary talks so far. Um, 
the Blue Jays are showing interest in starting pitcher Mike Fires. Um, you know, coming off a down year, 4.58 ERA over 59 innings pitched um, would be a great bio candidate for the Blue Jays to fill out the back end of that rotation. A couple oldie but goody, goody names here. Cole Hamels and Felix Hernandez have both drawn interest from several teams. Neither played in 2020. Hamels due to injury. Hernandez due to opting out. Both are supposed to be major parts of that Braves rotation. And I can only imagine what would have happened if they, if they both would have been there for the Braves. Um, they both probably, in my opinion, could have had a ring. Um, but that's besides the point. Um, the Marlins showing strong interest in reuniting with Brandon Kinsler. Um, you know, Marlins want a power arm in that bullpen for the late innings. Kinsler is not that at 36. His average is 90.3, but he gets he gets better as that with ground balls, a 57.3 ground ball percentage. Um, you know, he was great in 2020, 2.22 ERA or 24.1 innings pitched. Um, Tyler Anderson is also drawing interest from several teams. Um, he was non-tendered by the Giants, and he held a he holds a 4.65, 446 uh, ERA FIP over 456.2 innings pitch in his career. Ooh, that's a lot. Um, so, but wait, there's more. <laughs> the NC Dinos officially posted Sung Bam Na on 1210. Um, Sung Bam Na, his makeup reminds me a lot of Dae Ho Lee. With the Mariners signed out of the MPB. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, I have a bunch of McCann rumors here, but he ended up signing with the Mets. James McCann, four-year, $40 million to the Mets. Um, the Mets are also showing interest in Liam Hendricks. Um, and it's been reported that the Boston Red Sox are not interested in John, in John Lester reunion. The Giants have been the other noted team to show interest. Um, however, the Red Sox are interested in a right-handed pitcher, Corey Kluber, and right-handed pitcher Matt Shoemaker after the team missed on Charlie Martin. And then Astros and their former backstop Jason Castro have been in talks. Um, the Rangers have also shown significant interest in him as well. Um, the Mets are engaged and in talks, more than just talks with George Springer. Um, so basically what I got from what I've, everything I read about George Springer and the Mets um, Initial offer was made, rejected, countered, um, and now they're they're probably much deeper in talks than we all think. Um, and really, the Mets, everyone's waiting for the Mets and Cohen to make a move and to set the market. Um, but go for it. Go for it. Sign, sign George Springer. I like the fit. I think it's great, especially with Cano's you know, salary being off the books for this season. Um, let's see. Yankees first baseman Luke Voigt said, "If I had to put money on that, I think I think he will." Um, in regards to DJ LeMay, who's staying with the Yankees, I, I I think it's a no-brainer. It's been reported that they're about twenty-five million dollars apart. We don't know if that's total yearly or what, um, but deals deals in the works and deals obviously close. Um, the Yankees haven't spoken to Masahiro Tanaka. They're they're focused on signing, keeping um, DJ LeMahieu, and then focusing, could just focus on cheaper starting pitching options um, and in-house options behind a Garrett Cole. We already talked about DH. I got more Nelson Cruz stuff. It's all the same. I already talked about it. Um, 
but the Twins are preparing to move on. They have spoken to Michael Brantley, Kyle Schwarber, and Adam Duvall, where they could stay in-house with Topps prospect Alex Krilov um, and give him every chance to earn an everyday role with the team. They also have Jake Cave and Brett Rooker, um, who could also play DH for the team come 2021 and beyond if they're unable to re-sign Nelson Cruz. Um, you know, with every day that passes by and we still don't see a deal struck between Adam Wainwright and Yadi Merlina and the Cardinals, it makes me less and less hopeful that the two will re-sign with the Cardinals. Um, but hey, it could still happen. We got, we got, we got time. <laughs> All right. Now that we got through the free agent stuff, let's talk trades. Uh, but before I get too far into the trades, I do just want to give a quick shout out um, to the great people over at Rep Sports. They make raised energy. They make great protein powder. They make recovery products. They just have an incredible line of supplements and health and energy products. Raise Energy is my favorite. It literally fuels the blog. I wake up daily. I drink that raise. I get those 300 milligrams of caffeine with no sugar, little calories, little carbs. I get insane energy, focus, feel great all day. Don't crash. And it's amazing. Please head over to theballboyblog.com slash my dash deals. Um, or just go to theballboyblog.com. Go to the My Deals tab, go down, click the link. You'll save 15% on your order this holiday season. And we all need it to get through New Year's, to get through the rest of 2020. Um, I promise you'll love it. And you save 50%, 15%. So why not? Um, so anyways, trade in that old energy drink and get yourself a new one. Um, but regardless, the Angels acquired Rysel Iglesias. From the Reds in exchange for Noe Ramirez and a player to be named later. Great, great, great move for the Halos. Um, Iglesias is only 31, 2.74 ERA, 31 to 5 K to walk ratio, 41.5% ground ball rate, over 23 innings pitched in 2020. Man, they scored on this deal. Great job. Um, they also have cornered the Iglesias market, market now. Um, Chicago White Sox, as I mentioned earlier, they traded Day Dunning and Avery Weaves to Texas for Lance Lynn. Another great move. Get a veteran in there, number three, behind Giolito and Dallas Keuchel. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with the move for the White Sox here. Was was one place I did not see that happening. Um, the Rangers acquired Nate Lowe, Jake Gunther, and a player to be named later in exchange uh, from the Tampa Bay Rays for catcher Gilberto Hernandez, infielder Osleves Basabe, and outfielder Alexander Ovales. Um, you know, a lot of minor league talent being swapped here. The Rangers or the the Rays needed a catcher, um, and the Rangers needed an upgrade at first base. So it all kind of just worked out there. Um, the Pittsburgh, and we saw a couple of trades happen during the Rule 5 draft. Nothing, nothing of huge note there. Some trade rumblings. Um, you know, the, the Phillies front office is looking to, well, at least before the Dave Dombrowski signing, was looking to limit um, spending or, or maybe even suggesting a cutting payroll before the Dombrowski hiring. We kept hearing Zach Wheeler. They shut that down. Um, you know, he's owed a lot of money. 
um, over the next few years. So I doubt a team will want to take on that right now. Uh, I mean, $96.5 million over the next four years. I highly doubt that's going to happen. Um, but Andrew McCutcheon, Gene Segura, and Aaron Nola could all be on the block as possible trade candidates for another team. Um, you know, the Indians are there as well. The, the deal to trade Francisco Lindor at this point is, quote, inevitable that I've seen. It, it's going to happen. Um, I guess there may have been talks already between the Blue Jays and the Indians. Um, for Lindor, as the Indians or the Cleveland uh, specifically reported um, that they would love to build a trade with Toronto around Leordis Gurriel Jr. Uh, so really interesting there. Um, I, I like the fit for Lindor. I don't love it. Um, but you can see who I am making bold predictions about over on the blog. Just put it up today. I'm first time I've ever done anything like this. Um, making predictions, trade the whole thing, the trade, the players, everything on who I think, where they're going to go and where they're going to end up. Pretty fun. Um, you can read that on the main page. It's going to be the first one. It's going to be the newest post. Um, as we know, and then the Reds, they want a starting shortstop, high caliber one. They're looking at, you know, Anderton Simmons, Didi Gregorius, and possibly even trading for Trevor Story. Um, they also have Sonny Gray available. Costs a little bit more. He's owed about $20 million over the next two seasons. Um, however, he's been really good, um, and he could fetch a decent turn. Um, let's see. The Yankees have called the Pirates, and at least they've, they've spoken about trading um, – James Italian and Josh Bell to the Yankees. Um, really interesting. I really think it would more so end up being a three-way deal where the Yankees would get Italian, um, TB, the next team would get Bell, and the Pirates will get the prospects from both. Um, the fit doesn't make sense for Bell in New York, but, you know, why not? Um, if you can bolster your roster, Josh Bell's a great power-hitting platoon option for first base. Um, you know, why not? Um, the Pirates have also gotten calls, if not more calls, about a Joe Musgrove, infielder Adam Frazier combo of a trade. Um, you know, so that's another option. The Cubs and third baseman superstar Chris Bryant, um, he's still coming up as a trade candidate. They're still taking calls. Um, you know, it's absolutely – possibilities that he's still on the team come this this next year uh, you know it don't don't treat it as a faint accomplishment um you know it, i think he's gonna end up being traded but if not don't be surprised if he's not um yeah to wrap up uh that's all the trade news let's just hit the injury news and stuff real quick and then looks like we will have at least time to talk about the cincinnati reds um, year, um, and then we're, we're fully caught up onto the news for this week. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Gio Urshela, he underwent surgery on the 4th of December to remove a bone chip from his elbow. It's a three-month recovery. Um, so maybe we'll see Urshela doubt it, doubtful by opening day. We'll, we'll see him in, in May if season starts on time and whatnot. 
Um, Ray shortstop Wander Franco. He was playing in the DW Dominican Winter, Winter League. They flew him back. He was having some uh, tightness on his biceps and shoulder area. No damage or anything. Um, they they brought him back to the club to the facilities in the states um, to work out and get ready for spring training. They're they're not risking anything with um, Wander Franco. And then Oakland AJ Oakland's AJ Puck. He's on track to be back from soldier. Shoulder surgery in 2021 um, and be in the rotation for the A's. So great news there. Um, and then the Phillies have a amazing prospect in 26 year old Damon Jones, who was added to the 40 man roster in front of the head of the Rule Five Draft. And Phillies fans would be glad. Dude's electric, 100 mile an hour fastball with a plus slider, and he's a lefty. Um, I am excited to see what he does in 2021. And then the Pirates will be giving all three of their young, short, young shortstops a chance to compete and win the job this spring. Uh, Cole Tucker, Kevin Newman, Eric Gonzalez. Um, you know, Newman and Tucker both still have options remaining. Gonzalez is out of options and just agreeing to a one-year, one $1.2 deal, million-dollar deal to avoid arbitration. Um, so we will see what happens there. That that ends it for the news. Um so yeah, thank you for going with me through that. Let's jump over and let's talk about the Cincinnati Reds. And break. Uh, let's see here. So talking about the Cincinnati Reds um, coming in to 2020. Uh, let's see. I I had them projected uh, to go uh, 36 to 24 with a third place finish in the Central NL Central. However, they went 31 and 29 third place. Um. You know, no, no moves during the regular season um, of significance. Just call ups, send downs, multiple. You know, every team had a ton. Um, I mean, their only notable move was trading Archie Bradley in cash, uh, or acquiring Archie Bradley in cash um, for outfielders Josh Van Meter and Stuart Fairchild. And so, you know, the, the D-backs weren't competitive. The Reds made the playoffs. Um, they, they, they like to train better for the Diamondbacks than I did the Reds. Um, the, there was no good return for Bradley as he just did not produce at the level they expected when they traded for him. And now he's a free agent. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't love it. Um, and then they also acquired outfielder Brian Goodwin, um, from the, from the Reds, um, for a player to be named, named later and Packy Naughton. Um, again, another move. I mean, there's plenty of good, con- uh, control of Brian Goodwin, uh, for the Reds, but the production just was not there. He was he was playing really well in 2020, got traded, and then the decline was the decline was pretty bad. Um, and let's see what what did we love about 2020 for the Reds? Well, they made the playoffs. That was good. It was encouraging. Um, probably won't happen um, again unless they re-sign Trevor Bauer, who ended up winning the NL Cy Young. Um, that was great. 
the team hit a lot of home runs. Um, Castellan, Nicholas Castellanos, Suarez, Votto, Winkler all hit at least 11 home runs. Outside of Bauer, the rotation was decent. Um, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Tyler Male, or Mayo, I don't know how to say his name, and TJ Atuan um, each had a 3.7 ERA or lower on the season. Overall, the pitching staff was a you know really good, reliable unit as a whole, um, pitching to a 3.84 ERA with a 122 whip. Uh, and they did just enough throughout the season to make the playoffs. Um, so flipping over flipping over the other side of the card and what we love, let's talk about what we didn't love about the Reds in 2020. Um, you know, I, I don't know how they made this team or playoffs despite their pitching was being really good. Um, the batting average leader for the Reds was Joey Votto, and he hit 226. Um, the team batting average was 212. The offense struck out 534 times and walked only 239 times. Um, man, the pitching must have been really good and kept them in those games. And they hit a lot of home runs. Um, their team OBP, 312, slugging 403, OPS 715. Um, so as a team, they were barely league average, if not below, as a, as a whole team. So... The yeah, it wasn't pretty offensively for the Reds in 2020. Um, maybe they need to take a different approach at the plate. I think instead of an all or nothing, uh, they probably would have won more games. Um, we saw that especially in the wild card round, how how strong that was of their all or nothing approach at the plate. Um, they scored zero runs in the game of in the two games against Atlanta. Lance pitching is really good, but they scored zero runs. So, yeah. Um, biggest takeaway from the 2020 Reds, um, you know, it was an it was an all or nothing season for the Reds. They had made a lot of moves in 2019, going into 2020. Um, the roster looked a lot different. Um, the pitching was a strength. They need to stick to that. They need to build off of that um, and go, and that'll help them get a little bit further. You know, hopefully they, they probably won't be able to resign Trevor Bauer. He's going to cost way too much, especially with them wanting to cut payroll. Um, so kind of, you know, moving on, they do want to acquire a top-notch shortstop, which I think is is doable. They've cleared up $21 million in cap space, about 22 actually. Um, and that's exactly how much Lindor is going to cost in 2020. Uh, 2021, I'm sorry. Uh, so we could see them go out and get Lindor. Um, it's still a very real possibility for bringing Gregorius, Simmons, someone. They they will upgrade at shortstop if they have the payroll to do it now. Um, let's see. Now, what's what's next? You know, kind of talking about the shortstop is kind of the next step. That's kind of what they came out and said they wanted. There's a lot of good options over the next couple seasons. If it doesn't happen this year, it could happen midseason with a trade, buy a story, Correa. Um, and... You know, Gene Sakura is available as well. There's, there's options out there for the Reds to go after. Um, you know, they're going to look to fill the shoes of Trevor Bauer. You know, it's sub-2 ERA, 100 strikeouts over a 60-game season. It's pretty incredible. Um, there's going to be a lot. There's a lot of lower-tier options for the Reds to go after to fill out that rotation to replace some of that production. You know, it's kind of the whole money ball idea. You lose 
this guy, you need to get two or three guys with these numbers to replace him. They can do that and balance it out throughout that whole rotation, have Bolton pick out slack, slack as well, kind of reinvigorate the offense a little bit, kind of where they need to focus more too. Um, I definitely think the Rays, the Reds can still be competitive in 2021. Um, you know, Votto struggled. Um, he hit 226, 354 on base percentage, which is above average, and a 446 slugging, which is a little bit below. Um, so hopefully looking for a new option at first base will be really good. Um, really, really good and really smart for the Reds to do. Um, but other than that, that was a season. It wasn't, it wasn't awful. It wasn't great. There's major room for improvement for the Reds in 2021. You know, it's a, it's a tough division, um, in the central. I think the Brewers, you know, are looking to compete. They have a, a star in Christian Yelich that they need to surround talent around. Uh, so it's just going to be really imperative um, if they want to compete with the, the Brewers, the Cardinals, and the rest of the NL Central, minus the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, they're they're going to need help, and they're going to need to find a way where they can. So on that, that is going to do it. That is going to end us today um, for the podcast. I, I appreciate you guys listening. I really do. I it means the world to me. You taking this time out of your day, spend it with me. Hopefully, I created some good background noise while you're doing other stuff um, to get you caught up on what's going on in, in baseball right now. Like I said, newest post over on the website, um, theballboyblog.com, is my bold predictions for kind of stuff that was left on the stove after the winter meetings. Um, other than that, thanks for being here with me today, and until next time.